Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle. Rochelle, it's raining outside today. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. We just recorded this podcast and weren't hooked up, so we're redoing uh, it. We're redoing it. This is take number two, huh? <laughs> hey, it happens. We didn't get all the way through it. Yeah, we almost did. But let's jump right in. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to talk? Hey, let's talk about uh, what we got coming up first. Arizona. We got what we're doing. Uh, I got invited to go out and do a class, uh, like a backyard skills class out in Arizona. It's me and Heath Riles. We're doing two days. Um, at the Barbecue Island store. Barbecue, Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, Barbecue Island. I guess it's a huge barbecue store out there. They've got two or three stores, actually. And they supply barbecue products, grills, cost rubs and sauces and all that. They have classes there. They have a great setup for classes from what I've seen on, you know, pictures A lot of and people videos. have done classes yeah. there. I know Sterling lives out there. He's done them. Moe's done them. Diva's done them. I don't know who all. Who His else? They, ha- they have them yeah. regularly. They have stuff scheduled regularly. But you can go to their website. Uh, barbecue island and check it out and they've got a list of events and we're down there it's november 30th and december 1st we're doing two days two different kinds of backyard classes so um backyard skills class is going to be the friday night it's like 6 to 10 p.m um you're doing ribs brisket a ribeye steak and some sides backyard sides are you all? Are you going to only do smoke sides, or is it like potato salad, or? Uh, you know, I haven't got that for you because we want to do something that's cool that people, you know, they want to see how we yeah. do stuff. So we'll come up with some recipes there. Uh, then, I know we're going to be cooking on. I think wants to cook on Traegers. They've got a PK grill to do ribeyes with, or whatever we want to grill on it. And they've got big green egg. Those guys deal in all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be putting. We're going to be showing how to use some different grills. You're going to be sampling, eating some good stuff. On Saturday. Yeah, let's talk about Saturday. From one, no, from 12 to 4, you're doing a holiday class. Holidays are coming up, and you got Thanksgiving and then Christmas, so you know people's <laughs> going to be firing up those smokers, right? So it's smoked turkey, That's right. ham. Got to do this hams. <laughs> prime rib. That's my favorite thing, the ham. The prime rib. No, you can't beat the prime rib on My smoker. favorite thing's prime rib. We'll probably throw some, some sides in there. Side Maybe, uh, uh, I know you're going with me, and I'm sure he's twice going, Candace is going, so. Maybe we can get y'all to do some desserts, yeah. some cool stuff like that. People, people, we want you to we want you to come out and and uh, learn something, and then go back and impress the heck out of all your friends <laughs> and family. That's what it's about. It's different than the comp classes that we've yeah. done in the past. This and is your first. I mean, we've done classes, but they've always been comp classes. Yeah, and they've always been here in Memphis. Yeah. I've never done anything outside of here, so it's new to me. Going to get to do some travel, and I'm kind of excited about that, seeing some uh, parts of the country that I hadn't been to. Yeah. And if it works out, we're going to do some more of these next year at different places. So if you can't make it to Arizona, maybe, you know, you can catch us next year. I'm, I'm not going to do like a, a big schedule no. full of them, but I might do four or five next year, yeah. you know, in the different areas. So Four or five, like, would be a good number to shoot for. Yeah, it works with our comp schedule and with f- filming and all the stuff that we've got going on. Got I think that's a good number. And we, yeah, and we got <laughs> third, we'll have a fourth grader next year. Yeah. So, but anyway, come out and see us in Arizona at the end of uh, November. And, and you like doing classes with people. Yeah. So we'll, we'll you know, do it with our friends. That's but right. We like doing stuff with our friends. Heck yeah, yeah, you got to. Yeah. Um, 
But so, you know, if you're in the Arizona area, come out, see us. Barbecue the, Island's website. We've got it up on our Instagram yeah. page, on if our you, Facebook page. You can find it. He's got it posted. I think they have it posted. So if you're interested in it, go to barbecueisland.com and get, get all They're the booking it. We're not booking anything. So just, if you got questions, I'll be happy to answer them when I can. But I might refer you to Barbecue Island. <laughs> uh so this week, <coughs> this week um, we didn't do a recipe. We talked about carryover and holding. We did experiment this week. Yeah, That's what experiment. it was. It wasn't a recipe. I mean, it's kind of a recipe. I mean, we did standard stuff on them. But I brought <clears throat> I brought in my buddy Mark Williams from Swine Life, and we were going to do a barbecue experiment on. Everybody knows that meat carries over. You always hear, you know, when you take it off the grill, let it rest because it's going to carry over. Well, I wanted to know how far does it carry over. And does the How way does you the it, way yeah. you rest it uh, does that change anything? So what I thought I would do, what I thought that me and Mark would do, we would kind of do a hot and fast experiment using a thinner cut of, of meat or smaller meat. I, I did some a couple ribeye steaks. That was my experiment for that. And then for the larger cut, I did a couple pork butts and cooked and them lower and slow. slow. Yeah. yeah. So we'll start off. So it's a big cut, low and slow. And a little cut, cut, hot and fast. fast. Yeah. And, you know, and so we just, we kind of. And then you broke it out even further. And by the way we held them. Yeah. That was what the experiment was all about. Um, so let's, just, I guess we'll start with the ribeye. That's what yeah, we did first. Um, I just let Mark season them up the way he does when he, he, he's been doing, you know, winning at SCA contests. So I was like, yeah, he's, he's pro. Mark, you can handle cooking these. But what we did, we fired up uh, my Gorilla Kong. It's a ceramic grill. Uh, use some lump charcoal. Um, didn't have the plates that are in it. We just put the grill grate down, or the regular grate down, instead of set of grill grates on top. Because anytime I'm cooking steaks, I'm using grill grates. When you get those even heat distribution across it that puts those beautiful grill marks on the steaks, it just makes steak cooking easy. Yeah. So we let it come up to temp, and Mark had one of those little thermal scanner guns that you can take the surface temp with. We brought it up to about 600 degrees at grate temp. It, you know, anywhere 600, 625 is perfect. And then we see he seasoned those steaks with a little AP, a little bit of his Mississippi grind, and just let them sit for 15 minutes. And then we cooked them at the exact same time, exact same great temp, everything. That was all and controlled. Really, yeah, as long as you cook <clears throat> it the exact same way, it doesn't matter whether you're using the grill grates or not. It doesn't matter what grill you're cooking on or whatever, but it's more about doing them the same. Yeah, that's what that's what we want to do. And, yeah. you know, in contests, they give us two ribeyes. We do them the same. Yeah. Cook them at the same time and all that, too. So Most people do. <clears throat> So after so the grill the cook was straightforward. You go two minutes and then you twist the steak to get those grill marks. You go another two minutes and then you flip the steak and then Mark went two more minutes and then when that last little twist that we do, uh, we put the probe in them and we used ThermalWorks dots with the little short probe and we were shooting to go dead center of that steak and the biggest part of the eye of the ribeye. That's where we wanted to, to control the temp. That was where we were, we were looking to shoot for 130 degrees. And we chose that because that's what it is in the SCA contest. They want us to go to a medium. And so we kind of treated it like a practice. Yeah, Yeah, medium is a good test for how you did. So as the stakes come up to to 130, we pulled them off. Now, the first one that come off, um, we put it in a full pouch. And it was kind of like covering it in full, simulating, putting it in a pan with foil over it. I had actually pulled out a small aluminum pan and some foil because that's what I thought we were going to use. But Mark made a little foil packet because that's what he uses at the steak contest. Um, But I think the results will be the same. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's both trapping that heat in and... 
you know, keeping that steak covered up away from the air. Yeah. And so we left the probe in it, just kind of run the cord out. Didn't the, move the probe at all. And then we set a timer. We put it, you know, we set it on the cutting board in the pouch with it hooked up to the timer and, or the, the probe and then hit the timer. And then about two and a half, three minutes later, the other steak come off and we didn't do anything to it. We, we transferred it straight to the cutting board and started the timer on it. Still left the probe in it. Now, so you had two different probes, <clears throat> two different times. Two different probes, two different steaks. Now, the first steak that come off, the one that was covered, shot up five degrees to about 135, and it took it about three and a half minutes to get there. And then it kind of stabilized out for a little while. Now, the steak that was just sitting on the board, man, that thing skyrocketed. Yeah. It just kept going up and going up. And in three minutes, it was up to about 144 degrees which was way further than I ever thought it would go. I mean, it passed it passed the other steak that had been off three minutes. Yeah. And, we, you know, it, we verified it with the thermopan before we took it off mm-hmm. that it was exactly 130 inside. And Did it you? just showed that, man, that thing just had, it had so much energy built up and it. it was just rocketed. Yeah. And so I was like, man, we screwed this up. <laughs> this steak is going to be well done. 144, 145 degrees, that's yeah. well done. And Even though were, we took it off at one thirty, yeah, you were worried that the probe was in there, maybe too close to the surface, or yeah, that it was in yeah, some fat or something. Yeah. It could have been. I mean, we didn't move it, and it, that's what it said. So after we set it there, what we noticed was after eleven total minutes, both stakes were back down to the point where we pulled them off the yeah. grill. They were back at one hundred thirty. So we knew right then that that, that's all the time we have is about 10, 11 minutes, and they're going to be back to where you took them off. That carryover was done. They both rose up. They plateaued. They stopped, and then they started going back down. So that's when it's time to eat. Yeah, you got to. I mean, it's only going to get cold from that point. Yeah. Yeah. So so we went ahead and cut them. Now, we cut the pouch state, the one that was covered first. That was was the one... um, that that only went five degrees. It only went to about 130. Well, the timer, two. yeah. It, yeah. It, it, the goal was we were going to see how far it rose and how long it took it to get back to the 130 mark right. when we first pulled it off. And it was about a little over 11 minutes. Yeah, and it came off first, so it got there first. Yeah, and yeah. so we sliced it, and it was perfect medium, top to bottom. I mean, pink, just where you'd want it. Um, and I, that, that was a perfect cook. That's what mm-hmm. I expected. That's, you know, I thought it would be five to seven minutes. I really didn't know if the full was going to make it go further, like closer to 10 degrees over, but it didn't. I it hung up expected five. it to. I, I did too. To I really did. Down. I thought that the full, the anything covered like that was going to go way higher than anything set on yeah. board. That's just common. It seems like it'd be common sense. It's just going to happen, but <laughs> yeah. it didn't. Now, the other state, once it finally calmed back down, and it was still 11 minutes on that second timer, same amount of time it got back to 130. So it didn't make a difference at all which one was covered or uncovered. They did the same thing in the same amount of time. Yeah. And when we cut Pretty it, much, it yeah. was medium too. The one that I thought that I was like, man, this thing's gonna be well done. It was medium. I would call it medium. Yeah. Because it still had a lot of pink. But what I did notice was on the bottom of it, it had more gray, and that was those extra few minutes that we let it stay on the grill to get to what we thought was one thirty. Oh, well, it was one thirty. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So. As far as texture goes, that steak had that steak had better texture. I didn't notice the gray. I noticed it after you pointed it out, and even after you pointed it out, I mean, it was a little gray. I would have never marked that steak down at a steak. Oh, for contest. not being for being over. Yeah, maybe a point. I don't know. I I, I think now so they're looking for not, They're looking for a little brown and then just pink, pink, pink. Well, the, no, the the and area they show when they show the picture, it's pink all the way across. Okay. I mean, of course, you can see it cooked a little on the outer yeah, edge. Yeah. 
But the picture that, that they show the judges is pink all the way across. Okay. And that's what the first, the covered stake looked like to me. So that, to me, that would have been a 10. Yeah. High I, score. High score you can get. Or nine. Is it a nine or ten? I don't know. Whatever it is. It's yeah. the high score you can get. Because, and then the other one, you could have gigged it down for a little bit of discoloration. But experiment learned that it didn't, it didn't matter which way, you know, you held them. They were both going to carry over. And it took them the same amount of time to get back. So if I'm turning that steak in or if I'm cooking a steak. Or eating it at the I'm, house. I know yeah. that it needs to rest five minutes at least. That's where it's going to stall out and start going backwards. And then definitely have it served before 10 minutes because once, you know, it's just going to get cold after that. Yeah. Um, well, when you did cut it and you did try it, was the steak that was covered warmer than the steak that wasn't? No, they were, it, it, when we cut, we cut them both at 130. They were the exact same. I fully expected that, I mean, even though it said 130, it had been setting out. It was, what, 58 degrees was the high that day. The yeah. wind was blowing, so it was cool. I was like, this steak's going to cool off faster. It's going to be cold. Well, it wasn't. It was, I mean, it was still, the texture was good on it. Uh, the flavor was the same on them. And, I mean, the only thing that was different was a little bit of the appearance. Yeah. Yeah, so. the gray that you said you saw. But really, I thought the one that we left uncovered, to me, it was a little more pink, you know, than the one that we did cover. It was a little more on the, um, closer to, uh, I don't know, I'd like call it a more perfect medium. I know it had that gray on the bottom, like you said, but to me, it, uh, the middle part looked more perfect medium. Yeah. Than the one that we actually covered. They were both good. Yeah. They tasted very similar. The one that we uncovered, I thought I would have picked over the one that we did You cover. thought it was a better yeah, steak? Yeah, but that could have been just the ribeye. Could have been you the know? cut of steak itself. That's what yeah. I thought, too. It could have been yeah. the cut of steak itself. That was the reason why it was a little more tender. Yeah. Um, Miss Vanellis on both of them was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were good. They were good. Uh, and, you know, you talked about maybe doing it in a less fatty cut. Yeah. Well... See, that was, I think if you did the experiment again, just to see that I would probably, I'd like to see what it did with a sirloin or a piece of New York strip, something that was leaner, that didn't have the fat, that you could really see the heat transfer through the meat and see uh, how far is it going to go in a dense piece of meat like that. And then also how long is it going to take it to get back covered or uncovered? Because what, what I learned from this experiment with the ribeye is that it doesn't matter. You don't, whether you cover it or whether you uncover it, as long as you know you're going to do what you're, you're going to start cutting it after five minutes. You're good to go. And it doesn't matter what it shoots up to. No, it, what tip really, you take it off yeah. at. You, know, you can pull that. I think you can pull in. that. Probably about not even worry about watching it because it's more of a. It's more of about what you saw when you took it off. Yeah, that'd probably be the smart thing to do. Yeah, well, that's how I've always done it. <laughs> yeah, I just never left so it in. I never it. left it in to know. Yeah, to verify now. Because if you would have had those states and been monitoring them at a contest, you would have definitely turned in the one. The state at 135. That did that state did what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to go about five degrees over. And but it was you were supposed expecting to, hang it to go higher. I kind of did. Yeah. Because I, I never put a stake in a pouch like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was shocked. You I have mean, covered it in full in a pan. Though. Well, I usually do. I usually take them up in full, cover it, you know, let it sit five minutes, and then get it ready to turn in. That's my standard way to do a steak. So, and one thing when we were trying to figure out why that one shot up to you know one forty five or one forty four, um, you know we had talked about it might be there could have been a fat pocket close by that probe, probe could have went in, yeah, and it might have melted over. Or the probe could have you know moved, and that what? fat's going to get hotter. So yeah, that's true. It, but I mean, really, to get 
a really accurate test, you would need to do a bunch, a hundred steaks. You know, to get a, yeah, to get a fair. There's so it's many. It's hard to do it too. There's so many variables. You know, the the steak, the variables. Actual, there's so many um, different things out there. <laughs> That variables, variables. There's so many different variables. Variables. <laughs> There's so many different variables. The meat itself is the biggest variable. I think so too. I mean, we control the temp. We control the way you know the way you cook it, the yeah. technique. So it's all in the meat. I mean, but even you know, and then how do you know you got to make sure your probes calibrated right? We didn't check those, yeah. but I'm sure they were. I mean, they seem to be pretty yeah. accurate. You know, aside from that one jumping up pretty fast. But I mean, you know, the placement of the steak on the grill, the, you know, the temperature outside. There's, there's a lot. Yeah, because you could run that experiment, like Mark said, in, in, in July when it's a hundred degrees, humidity's thick. Is it still going to carry over more then? That's something else that could change it. That's a whole other experiment, though. Yeah. The main thing was, a, it's going to carry over. B, it's not as far as you think. And C, is the time. It's short. You know. It, you, you've got five minutes where it's going to start going back down. Yeah. And then at 10 minutes, it's going to be back to where you took it off. And then from there, it's just going to go faster. I would think that the when it got to that part, I bet you if we had watched it fall all the way down, there would have been a point to where the full state would, would have slowed down more because of the heat and the, you know, that's, that's absorbed by the full. It's yeah. always keeping it in more. Um, one thing, I guess. <clears throat> You were Mark made the point that it might be um, radiating to the full. Yeah, it probably. I mean, a lot of it does. It warms up full up, so the heat yeah. absorbs some of it from yeah. it. But once it's warmed, it's going to stay warmer that's, longer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, once it starts falling. Um, so I did. I preferred the steak that wasn't in the full just by tasting it. But like we said, it could have been the. I don't know if we would have known any difference itself. if you'd been inside and would have brought them in. You'd never. I mean, could you? Oh, would I have been able to tell yeah. the difference? Yeah, well, that's a good point. to the full pouch or something. Maybe. Yeah, why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That other one was over there yeah. sitting there looking all pretty and stuff. <laughs> Had more time to look at it. Yeah. It wasn't covered up. <laughs> you see all the juices in it and knew it was going to taste good. Was, You'd already yeah. formed your opinion before we cut it. Exactly. I'm, like that yeah. <laughs> I'm getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, for the second yeah, part of the experiment butts. was the pork butts. So for our low and slow, we did pork butts. And I got up early that morning. In the video, you could see I still got my pajamas <laughs> yeah. on. My fleece fuzzy pants. It's a little cold. Heck yeah, it was. Well, but I put those on about 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We got up early and fired the drum up. And, and then seasoned them with just some AP and some D barbecue rub and some grind. No injection, no basting, nope. no nothing. Just straight on the drum, gateway drum, a couple chunks of hickory. And five hours, it was time to wrap them. So when Mark got there, we started after we did the steak stuff. Uh, we went ahead and wrapped them, and I put the probe. I tried to put the probes in the exact same place. I wanted like center mass of the butt in front of the blade bone, so you don't get false readings from the heat radiating off that. And then we took them to 198. They got there. Um, it's about eight hours, a little just yeah, under, hair over eight hours. Well, I thought it was under, but no, it was over a little bit was. over. Yeah, and one came off first, and the other one was three or four degrees behind. But when the first one come off, it's about fifteen minute difference. The the yeah. control, well, not control, but what we were going to do is hold one in a cooler, and that was going to um, be the covered butt. It had some dry towels. It was just an old cheap cooler from Walmart, like one of those island it's burgers. How we hold a lot of meat. Yeah, at home. home. Yeah. I throw them in there all the time. I mean, at contest, we use a Cambro, which is this, it's just an insulated food carrier. Yeah. It's just like a cooler with shelf slots you can slide pans in. But it, a cooler works just as good. Mm-hmm. So it's trapping some of that heat in. So we put one butt in there, left the cord in it, run it out. 
Yeah, we didn't unwrap. Yeah. We didn't do anything. Hit our timer on it to see what it does. Now, um, the other butt, it come off about 15 minutes later, 198. We set it right on the counter. Didn't open the full, didn't do anything, just set it there. So that was our uncovered butt. Now, what I expected going in was that as soon as we took that hot butt, you know, almost 200 degrees, stuck it in the cooler, that it was going to go 10 degrees fast. The cooler's going to hold it hot. And it's going to stay in there long, you know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to carry over way further than it's than a butt that was sitting down on the counter would. And I expected the counter butt to carry over a little bit, but I thought that it would, you know, it's not going to go far and it's going to cool off real fast because it's out and it's exposed and it was a cool day. So what we saw was um, after about three minutes, was it three minutes? Did you write it down? I think it was I have about, it written down right here. Oh, which butt? The covered butt or the uncovered how, butt? How, the cooler, how long did it take the cooler butt so to get to uh, The cooler butt went out? to 201. That was the highest it went. And three it degrees. And it at 650. It's six minutes and 50 seconds. So yeah. it's seven minutes pretty much. Yeah. So we it, had two different timers running for each yeah, butt. Right. You know? um, so the cooler topped at 201, six minutes, 50 seconds. Then it dropped to 200, so that's when it started coming back down at 26 minutes, almost exactly. So you could say after, what, seven minutes it climbed as far as it was going to go, right? Yeah. About seven minutes it had climbed, and, it and all, it. It did, all it did it was three degrees. And then it held that, and then it started falling back down. So at a half hour, it was, it was on its downhill. Yeah. Now, the butt that was sitting out actually climbed a degree or two more. It topped 202. Yeah, and it was... Let's see. It you went. said it almost tried to talk, do two or three. But. Yeah, it was it was right there. So it almost got what five degrees? Is that four degrees? It got. But it took it fifteen minutes to get up there to climb. Yeah, the other one it only took seven minutes. So in a cooler, it climbed faster, but it didn't go very far. Out sitting out, it went a degree farther, which a degree is not much. But I was shocked that it went. I mean, you know, it. it that it went further than the It went butt. further. It went yeah. further. It went actually went a degree, almost two degrees further, just sitting there on a counter. So that shows you how much energy, how much heat that's inside the butt that's doing that. Yeah. That's what it doesn't have to do. It doesn't have anything to do with the box it's sitting in. Now, if you would have had it a bunch of butts in a cooler and it was packed and you had all that heat, I would expect to get more. And then, but um, it's not what you take away from this is it's not going ten degrees like I thought it would. Yeah. I've never watched it before. I've always just say, hey, you know, butts gonna carry over about about ten degrees. I mean, they don't. They don't carry that far. I, I guess it would depend on the, you know. I don't know. On a hot day, would it carry more? I don't know. Maybe if you had it in there with a bunch of other butts. <coughs> if you had it in a Cambro, which you know re- retains the heat a little better than a cheap cooler. I don't think it would. Mm-hmm. I think that's all you're gonna get. I think you can you can safely say you can expect five degrees. And it's going to do it about 30 minutes, and that's about all it's going to get. Then it's going to go down. Yeah. Now, that was that was a takeaway from the butt. It's going to go over about five degrees. Doesn't matter what's sitting in, and then that's about it. And yeah. it's going to start its downward fall in about 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. So what we did at that point was eat us a barbecue. When it went back to 198. <laughs> yeah. yeah we let it get back to where it was. The uncovered. We, we unwrapped the uncovered one, broke it up. Mark jazzed it up with some more grind. I mixed it up. Man, that was some good eating. It was some great pork. Real that just good. goes to show you how simple pulled pork. Maybe we get tired of the jazzed up stuff or something. I don't yeah. know, but it was excellent. I'm telling you, those drums work some magic on yeah. uh, whatever meat you put on them. Because the way that the, the the juices render out and it drips on those coals and it makes that authentic pit barbecue, and that's the kind of barbecue I want to eat. I know. 
I mean, you, you you say what you will. We're cooking. I mean, a drum is pretty much a garbage can. We're cooking barbecue <laughs> and garbage can. It tastes it's awesome. A, yeah, those gateways are uh, fancy. Yeah, they're fancy cans, garbage but... cans. We're still garbage cans. <laughs> but you know, the drum's kind of underrated. You know, people think about you know you need these big smokers and spending all this money oh, on yeah. stuff, and you can cook some really really good barbecue on a drum. I mean, you really can. You, uh, I tell everybody that. Yeah, but when you have some people that are kind of, I don't know. They're, people are skeptical of them. For they're some skeptical reason. of it, but they're also um, looking for something high, you know, these are the yeah. people that drive BMWs, you know, right, right. the people that are concerned with, you know, aesthetics of it. You tell them, man, if you want the best, you know, get your drum. Get your drum they're like, mm, I think I'm going to get a big green egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there ain't nothing wrong with a uh-huh. drum. I'm telling you. Now, the, I kept the experiment kind of going. I mean, that was pretty much all I wanted to prove. Or was, you wanted to learn, yeah. Well, Were you yeah. surprised by what you learned? Yeah, a little. I mean, on the butts I was because I fully expected that cooler butt to go 10 degrees and, and and to stay up there a long time. And within 30 minutes, it was coming back down. So, But what the cooler does, storing something in that, is it prolongs your hold. So I kept the clock going, kept the probe in, and I just wanted to see how far and how long would it stay in that safe zone, yeah. which is above 140 degrees. Because I get questions, all you know, people want to know: um, Can I cook something ahead of time? Is it still going to be good to serve, or if I got to try it? Or how do I schedule schedule it so it's ready on time? Well, you don't. You schedule it so you can put it in a cooler and hold it for two hours. Yeah, before that, it's that, time that to makes go. it makes yeah. it easier on you. It really does, and I, it makes the butt better. I think you know, I, you know, because everything we cook and, and contests and all, I love giving in the hold. Yeah, I you know, hour minimum. I like to go two hours on pork butts and brisket. Because I do think it turns out better by the time it's, it's it's had time to carry over where it's going to, stabilize back out, and then start calming down and just letting those juices get happy in there and, and settle out. And I think you get better product. It helps your texture, and it helps with the moisture of it, too. So, And, you know, we're we're very used to, uh, to holding because in competition barbecue, everybody holds. Everybody's holding. A lot of those skin. guys hot and fast are cooking right up to the point. Really? Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, I think not everybody. There ain't many low and slowers left. Everybody's cooking to the point, not you know, they're sticking them with cameras at the very end, but it's not. They're not putting holds on it. Well, they used to hold so, back the, in the day. Everybody, the yeah, everybody yeah. caught barbecue used to hold. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't know about holding. They don't realize that that's an option. They're worried that it's going to get cold or that it's going to go bad or something like that. Um, I remember we went to this barbecue boot camp. Um. Chuck Averwater put it on. It was years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like professional. For MBN. Yeah, it was for MBN. <clears throat> and it was a professional um, comp guys went out and helped some, you know, guys that were just getting started in the amateur division. Um, and I remember y'all were explaining to guys, they were asking, well, how do you plan to make sure your butt gets ready in time for the judges? And y'all told them, you, you hold it. You, you put it in a camera. You put it in a dry cooler. And they were like, yeah, and they were like, huh. What? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I yeah. mean, it's, it, it, it makes it better, yeah. I'm telling you. And, I mean, it gives you time, too. I mean, I know there's been a lot of times where um, I was going to have people coming over, and I don't want to cook up to the time they get here. Mm-hmm. And if you can do, if you can cook it ahead of time and then have it sitting there hot and ready and still just as good, it's even better, and then you serve it, I mean, it's, it just works out. It's, well, you it's get more it. enjoyable for you, yeah. for one. You're not out there at the grill, wearing it, pushing it at the end, nervous if you're going to have it done or not. 
You don't want to serve undercooked barbecue. No. You want it to be, you know, you want to take it to 198 and let it carry over in the cooler. And where it falls apart. Mm-hmm. It's real easy with your hands. Just like I mean, it did in that video. Oh, yeah. That was a great photo. <clears throat> now, but, the, the, that butt that we kept watching, it took it five hours yeah. to get down to 142. And it was, I mean, it was right there at that threshold. Yeah, it was like so, 1 a.m. So we were tired. You knew. You <laughs> we knew, didn't let it get to 140. Well, you knew that you were going, that you, you had to do there. something with it. It had to yeah. be served or it had to be refrigerated or something at that point. That's when you start getting that danger zone. And you've got like four hours after it hits 140, I think the the recommended guideline that you have to either throw it away or refrigerate it. So if you th- if you put that hold, that five-hour hold in there and the window that you got to serve it, that's a long time. What's that, nine hours? Yeah, nine hours. Yeah. So I wouldn't be scared to hold, you know, I wouldn't push the limits on that. Yeah. <clears throat> but I sure wouldn't be scared to hold one anywhere from four to six hours, no problem in serving. I would. I mean, when we we took that butt and let it get to one forty two, is when we were like, "All right, we're calling it." And we still had to wear gloves to pull it. You oh know, yeah, it's it was still, still hot. hot. Yeah. And I would have had no problem serving that butt right there. I mean, I took a bite of it when we were it was, pulling it. It was good. Yeah. I, I think it's even better. Yeah. And Honestly, so, after it's been sitting, man, there's something about the way it sits and calms down that makes it even better. And, um, try it for yourself. You pull some as it comes off, it'll dry out faster on you. Like when it's even that even when we did the one on the board, I mean it did start to dry out pretty fast. Now the way I, the way we salvage that or, or make it better is get it in a Ziploc bag or a vacuum seal bag because you're going to capture that moisture and, the, and that Ziploc bag does something magical to it and it keeps it warm. <laughs> well, that, that's what something we do too. If people are coming over, or especially if we're taking it somewhere, mm-hmm. we'll. You'll get it done and let it hold in the cooler for like an hour, maybe. And then we'll bring it inside. And, you know, we, we work pretty fast, but we'll pull the butt, bag it up, and get it back in a cooler, you know. And try to have, you know, towels and take up as much mass in that cooler as we as we can, you know. But it'll stay warm in that cooler, pulled in those bags for a couple hours. Yeah, then you just dump the bags yeah. out when you get to wherever you're serving it, and it's good to go. Yeah, we'll go grab a shower and then head, you know. Drive where we got to yeah, go. Yeah, drive where we got to go. And then when we get there, we pour it out in a pan and people eat it and love it. And love it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not pulling meat somewhere, you know? Yeah. And when well, people get there, you can just pour it out. We're doing restaurant settings a lot of those times. They'll pack it in a pan, put the food yeah. service film over it, then put the full over that and hold it in a warmer. And that works too, but it dries it out, mm-hmm. it seems like to me. The bag, I like the bag much better. Yeah, me too. The bag's the way to go. If you can get it pulled in a bag and keep it warm during that process. Add a little bit of the the, the liquid that cooks out in the full of the pan. Yeah, not too much. Yeah, not because that'll make it greasy, yeah. but you want a little moisture in there. One little tip that we'll do, too, is uh, add a little maybe AP or barbecue rub or Jazz sauce. Jazz it up. The vinegar sauce drizzled Ooh, over yeah. it at that time is good, too. And people are like, this is the best pulled pork Don't I've ever eaten. Don't even need sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even need sauce, Yeah. <laughs> That's a little you can't drown it in it. You right can't there. drown it in it. You just yeah. got to use a little bit. Yeah, not enough where you, you can even notice it. It mm-hmm. just looks like it's delicious pulled pork. That's a little catering trick, right? Well, there. You, know, you know, restaurants too. They mm-hmm. are catering. They they'll they'll not even season the pork. They'll just cook plain pork, and they won't season it until yeah, they no run it to the buffalo chopper or whatever yep. they do to it. That's when they add all their flavor on the back end. What well, saves them money? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's a food cost thing. Is why they do it that. And I it's think it's better easy. if you season it at the I beginning, build yeah. that bark and all that. Because your bark's got so much more flavor mm-hmm. when it's, you know, built that way. But, so, that was our experiment. 
And I, I'm glad it was that good. We, it, was a, yeah. it was a long video. It's like what 17 minutes. Oh, it's long. It took me forever to edit it. I mean, it was like two hours worth of footage, not including the footage that we did with the other camera. You know, the time lapse footage. Yeah. So it, it took me a long time to edit it. It took me two solid days. That's a tough one. It was. But I think it wasn't it was tough good. cooking it. I mean, we just we yeah. just did normal stuff on that and talked Thank- about it. That was easy. Thanks to Mark from yeah. Swine Life for coming out. Wish you could have been here to this. We kind of been on a crunch this week. Yeah. Um, but what we what got coming up? We got uh, man, this year's winding down, Shell. <laughs> what we say we had seven or eight. Left. We figured out our schedule for the rest of the year, the filming schedule. We're doing one, two. A lot of Thanksgiving theme stuff. Yeah, coming up. we got some turkey legs. Oh, I'm finally yeah. convinced. Hey, I'm gonna do a dessert. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna practice that dessert this weekend. Yeah. Because uh, Miss Rita, one of our friends, she's a judge and goes to the church we visit too. Um, she gave me a recipe for a white chocolate bread pudding. And we've cooked it before in the oven. You did. And it was awesome. Yeah. But I want to do it on smoker. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. And I'm going to practice it this weekend. But I want to do, I want to do a video on it's it. It's really uh, rich and really, really sweet. So um, like when I made pudding? it, I added a little salt to it. Just because I, I love a good white chocolate with a little mm. bit of you know, a touch, salty just a, just, a, just a touch where you don't even necessarily realize it's yeah, salty. It needs it, it, don't it? Yeah. It balances it out. I like bread pudding. Yes, and this is an excellent recipe, and it's really easy. It's not like a lot of bread puddings are kind of complicated, and yeah. they require you making a lot of sauces, and, you know, this this one's pretty easy. It'd be great for holidays. Yeah, well, Thanksgiving coming up is going to be perfect, and then I'm going to do a turkey recipe closer to Thanksgiving. Like the week. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to open it up. This one is... It's an easier way if you don't have space, mm-hmm. like if you need to, if you if you're limited on space on your cooker, or if you're limited on time and you want to speed it up. A spatchcock turkey will cook faster because it's kind of splayed open a little bit. Yeah, and it's just as good. It didn't so, have the wow factor, maybe. Well, I mean, as far as the you know, yeah, here's a big Thanksgiving traditional yeah. turkey on a platter. <laughs> no, you're not gonna get that. But it's a good way to cook a turkey. Uh-huh. And so got that. Then we got uh, turkey leftovers. I'm gonna do. Turkey pot pie. Turkey pot I'm pie. excited about the pot pie. I hope it turns out good. I hadn't made. Uh, I've never done it on smoker. Honestly, I've never done it. I think it'll I cooked, be good. We cook turkey pot pies after Thanksgiving all the time, but I'm going to do it instead of like the way I learned to do it was like in a Corningward oven dish. You know, the white. You know, the white. Oh yeah, with little yeah. fruited sides. Like the round one. Yeah, yeah. That's why we always made. My mom always made turkey pot pie. Yeah. It's kind of it was easy. It's an easy it's recipe. Tall, but I'm going to yeah. do it in a Dutch oven. And get me a good good uh, flaky crust to go on top, and it's just leftover turkey yeah. <laughs> with some vegetables and cream uh, cream soups. But I never like that's gonna be a good one. I never like uh, pot pies because um, really, man, I grew up on pot pies, even the little frozen ones. That's what I, that's the only really pot uh, pie that I remember having, and I didn't like them when I was a kid. Yeah. That was but, after school treat when nobody was home. It took forty five minutes to cook them. No, you had to learn how to cook them. In the, they're not as good. In the, they never get crispy, but. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me learning to cook macaroni yeah. and cheese in the microwave. Hey, I, did, I mastered that in college. But Kraft that was macaroni before cheese in a box. Yeah. yeah, that's what no, I had craft macaroni and cheese in a box. Mm-hmm. So I had to master that in college in a Tupperware bowl. It can be done. It can be done. And it's, and it's not, not bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Better than Top Ramen. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to do some, uh, to finish out the year, I'm going to do holiday stuff. Yeah. So we'll prime probably rib. do yeah, we might do prime rib and probably I got some appetizers I've been wanting kicking around that I've been wanting to share. So holiday appetizers. So that's gonna finish us up. Prime rib. Yep. That'll finish up. And then we're gonna take a much needed break. 
Yes, hunting season will be full effect. It's already this Netflix weekend. Netflix season will be full effect Netflix. for me. Yeah, it's the most magical time of the year. It is Christmas movies and hunting. Um, we doing some cooking. I'm gonna work on. So there's something that we talked about last week, and I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. So it's gonna be Shell's recipe of the week. Yeah. This week it was kind of a fail, and I'm kind of a. Uh, Sad that it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So now I'm determined. I'm fixing to I didn't take it a little a more failure. serious. I, just, I thought it was good. Just, I ain't it crazy just about a one. She did a one sheet dinner. Yeah. And it was like chicken and green beans and potatoes, and it's just for all that stuff to cook on the same sheet. We well, dried know, the chicken out. You know, um, they're kind of popular. I've seen them a lot, and yeah, I've been a little skeptical Pinterest. of them. Yeah. But you basically just take a sheet pan, lay some foil down, and you put your protein into veg and, and cook it. And it wasn't bad. And I don't know. I guess we just have pretty high standards around here. It might have been fine for some people. but I want to see the some chicken, chicken dumplings. I'll do. Some good meatloaf. You know, some classic stuff. Oh, I got to do monster meatloaf. For Halloween. See, yeah. that'd be a good one. Shell's recipe, monster meatloaf. Is that the one where you make like a mummy and put the bacon? Yeah, that's yeah. good. I make a monster face meatloaf for Michael. Yeah. But anyway, you're going to want to start working on that, doing one every week? Yeah, I'll do a chicken and dumplings. Where are you going to yeah. release it on your gram? Yeah, just post a recipe on the gram. Yeah, there you go. And Not a video, it. just a re- just a recipe and picture? Yeah, and it'll give us a quick segment on the podcast, too. Okay. Well, that, sounds, that yeah. sounds like a winner to me. So, um... No contest uh, this weekend. Good luck to everybody at the Jack. Oh yeah, the Jack's going. I know uh, Heath Riles is up there competing from uh, our part of the, our part of the country. So good luck. The Heath. Uh, sheds up there. Sheds up there from Mississippi. Because they won good. up to Oh, um, the guys that won that Southside Barbecue, I think's their name. They won that contest down in Jackson in Ridgeland that we were at. They got drawn to go, so they're oh, really? there. Good luck to good luck to Southside. Where, what state are they from? Mississippi. They're their hometown guys. So Heath is representing. He, he got drawn for uh, Tennessee, Tennessee. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the shed one of some May. So we got some. We got some representing yeah, Mississippi three, up there. Yeah. Good um, luck. Good luck to everybody else too. It's yeah. always a fun time. If you ever get the chance to go to the Jack, I suggest you go visit or go cook or man. How's Dwayne get a judge? <laughs> I want to go judge Jack. Barbecue Ninja's judging too. Yeah, man, I got to get. I got to figure out who's what I have to do to get to go judge the Jack. Well, you know, be, I, I want to judge just dessert. I go up there just to judge the desserts, and you know what else? The foreign teams. Those guys come in. They, those guys are like pro chefs. They are serious. Yeah, they're not some rednecks with a grill. No, <laughs> they are. They are doing it up. Yeah. They're like the. When they come over here to compete at stuff like the Jack, or there was the New Zealand team next to us at the uh, state world yeah. championships, um, they're like top of their game over, you know, in, in the countries that they're from. And they, they come over here and they take it serious. Oh, yeah. They do. And it's usually a whole team of people. And they're doing, you know, you got one guy that's making tomato roses, you know. <laughs> you know, one well, yeah, guy. Yeah, everyone of them's got their own specific the sauce, little job you know? they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've watched them. They're- they take it some booze. If I guess if I traveled up for it too, I'd be serious. That yeah. Too. I wouldn't just be drinking all the whiskey I could drink. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so what else? We have? Oh, we have World Foods coming up here in a few mm-hmm. weeks. We're getting ready for that. That's, we got to film two recipes this next week. So, so we, we have can, one to release while we're World, at World, World Foods. Foods. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's going to be exciting. I've never mm-hmm. been there. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. So if y'all, are, if anybody's done in Orange Beach, at the wharf, November is around the sixth through the tenth or something like something that. Something like that. You know, I thought we're going to have to do the podcast down there in Orange Beach. 
or skip a week. Uh, we'll figure that out. We We're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. I don't know if we can pack up all the equipment, but maybe we can record something. It might not be We might have to take as good audio. Lights, yeah. yeah. Just set it up and record some. It'd be cool because we can get everybody together and get a bunch of people on it or something. I don't know. We'll see how we can do it. Maybe I can do some yeah. interviews. I'd like to do some interviews with some of the, um, you know. Some of the guys out there. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully that'll work out. If the weather's, I hope the weather's nice and we're on the beach. And yeah, I hope so. We're gonna eat some seafood. And I'm going for royal ribs and oysters. Yeah. Um. One thing I did want to talk about real quick. Uh. Before we wrap it up today. Um. I'm starting to get time of year to think about gifts. Um. Heck yeah. You, what are you getting? Me? <laughs> if you uh, know someone that likes to cook, Thermoworks is a great gift. And Thermoworks has actually given us a coupon code to give everybody next Thursday and Friday. And I think it, that, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's usually like 20% off. So, um, just wanted to let everybody know we'll have some coupon codes to go out for everybody you, you um, can, Thursday and Friday. And I'm going to email them out and put them on, you know, social Facebook and social media and everything. But if you want to give somebody a gift. Thermopen is a, dot. a must need. Yeah. And a dot. Those you can't have too many of those. Or if you want someone to buy it for you, it's a good time yeah. to, you They're know. They're great stocking stuffers. I mean, you got me a thermopin for Valentine's Day a few years back. You use it all the time? Yeah, time. I use it gift. all the time. In fact, that's what not I'm going to Not just to throw at me. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> not just to throw at me. You really use it. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I was going to get my mom one because they have the little thermopops. Yeah, those things. I gave my mom one of those too. Yeah. They work great. That's a good idea. I'm going to give my mom one of those for one of her Christmas presents. Um, but what's some great gifts for people? I like, like knives. Cook? Knives is a good one. Yeah, those are, I mean, I, always I tell you what I've been using knife. a lot lately is those board scrapers, the scraper for the grill grates, like the, that are actually yeah. wood boards. Uh, the one we have is grill safe that that I, I use, but you can find them. There's all, there's all different kinds out there. Just go, it's a, I don't it's know. Just, yeah. Grill safe, grill safe is the one to use, and they'll put your like logo on it. Yeah, oh, they will. They'll put anybody's logo on. They sent you one that says how to barbecue. Yeah, I know. I hadn't even used it because I didn't want to mess I it assumed. up. Assumed. I don't know if they can do it to all of them or not. That's cool if they can though. It's a really nice piece of wood, and With then a handle, the, yeah. theirs actually has a bottle opener built into it. Yeah. But uh, I like it for scraping the grate because it's it doesn't you don't have to worry about it uh, leaving any of those little. Metal, uh, metal pieces. pieces or you know brush fibers or whatever on your grate. So, um, grill grates is always a good. You can't have too many sets of grill grates either. <laughs> but if you have, that's some a heck of a Christmas. If you got a thermal pen, a dot, a grill grates, and a scraper, man. There's a lot of gimmicks out there. There's a lot of but, yeah. Know, grill grates are not a gimmick. But there's a lot of those crappy tool sets. And, oh yeah, yeah. Stay away from those aprons that say. World's best cook. Yeah. And, you know, just gimmicks like that. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you go, you know. I'll tell you what's hot some How to Barbecue Right stuff. That's what I was going to say. Some Taylor Hall's products that work. Some gloves work, or is yeah. a good gift. Yeah, you gloves. know, high heat gloves. Um, Make a little basket with somebody with all that, you know, some Killer Hall's products, some gloves. Everybody likes to get rubs and, rubs and sauces and barbecue accessories that you really use. Yeah, cast iron would be a good one. Yeah, you know what? I actually thought about that last year, but for giving people gifts, how how neat or I would appreciate it. Somebody gave me 
a decent cast iron skillet and a cookbook. It's, you know, I don't care if it's a joy of cooking yeah. or some classic cookbook. I think that makes a good gift. Yeah, or a cookbook you think yeah. they would like. Especially if or they some mean, dish towels make sure to go they, in there make sure with they, it. I don't know about dish towels. Who's washing dishes? <laughs> I love doing dish towels. <laughs> but I was thinking as far as people that cook, you can't never have too many good cast iron skillets. Yeah. Or a Dutch like, oven. Yeah, that's just one of the That's some of our that. thoughts. Yeah. This is just random thoughts. Um, so anything on the menu for this weekend? Speckled belly goose. <laughs> You're I gotta go like catch them first, though. <laughs> I gotta go get some, like my Cajun buddies would say. I gotta go get some. Well, I'm probably gonna do some chicken and dumplings on Sunday. That sounds like a that wonderful might, idea. Yeah. That might be my. You ever make goose and dumplings? No, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't How know. does it come? Because it was one t- <laughs> well, one time somebody brought me pheasant. Speck and I'm like, is supposed to be the, res- re- the ribeye of the air. So I'm excited to see how good it is. This is what I've been told. I've yeah. never ate one. I've never hunted one. You mean goose? Speckle belly goose. Speckle belly goose. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be the best eating bird or one of the best eating birds you can get in that you know waterfowl yeah. types. Somebody brought some pheasant one time, and I was gonna <clears> um, cook it and make a like a chicken salad, like a pheasant salad, but it had so many buckshots in it or, or bird, bird shot? shots or whatever. Couldn't. I don't know about that. Well, how is this one gonna come? How's this speckle belly? It'll just be breasted out. It'll be breasted out and yeah. yeah. We ain't gonna put it in no dumplings. I figured we'd cook it like I'm a saute. It. Oh, you are. Yeah. It's like cooking steak. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna so be you're gonna good. put it on a hot grill, like maybe wrap it in some bacon. Maybe who knows, a little cream cheese, jalapeno, maybe poppers. I got all kinds of duck ideas okay. or goose, goose ideas. I want to try. I want to try this grilled goose, speck. grilled speck. Is that what we call it? Grilled yeah. speck. Well, but yeah, so that's what's coming up. Uh, I'm not cooking anything this weekend, unless it's a goose. Well. Is that about it for Oh, that? yeah, that's all I got. Oh, well, hey, we appreciate y'all listening today. <laughs> you look like you're itching to get out of here. You thinking about them specs? I'm thinking about, man, yeah, I got to go in and get all my gear together. It's time to get out of here. But, yeah, y'all appreciate y'all listening. Shell, where can they find us? You can connect with Malcolm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at How to Barbecue Right. Um, if you haven't already, download the app. It's How to Barbecue Right app um, on iTunes and Android. Android. Google Store. Whatever yeah. Um, and if you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell at Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And, hey, we appreciate y'all listening. And if you got any questions, shoot them to us. We'd love to answer them. We'll see y'all next time.